Hey guys, you're in for a treat today. We have Andrea De La Torre from Baby Sleep Answers here to answer all your baby sleep questions. This is going to be super helpful for anyone who has an infant and is dealing with sleep challenges. She talks about everything from what's normal to the kind of minds that we can have to how to take care of yourself if you're sleep deprived. Hello, beautiful mama, and welcome to the Nourishing Mama podcast. St. Catherine of Siena said, be who you were meant to be and you will set the world on fire. Mamas, our job is one of the most important jobs on earth and also one of the hardest. We don't all start out as the moms we wanted to be, but what if we took this challenge as seriously as the world tells us to take our careers? What if we laid out a plan of preparation so we could show up ready to fight the good fight and become who we were meant to be, the very heart of our homes? If you want to take motherhood to the next level to prepare your mind, body, and soul for the enormous task at hand, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Kelsey, and I want to teach you to nourish yourself so that you can nourish your family. Let's dive in. Hey guys, have you been enjoying this podcast? Did you know you can become a follower and that will mean that you don't miss any episodes from here on out. They'll just show up on your playlist every week. Go ahead and hit that follow button in the upper right-hand corner to make sure that you don't miss anything. And if you particularly like this, would you do me a favor and drop a review down below? Reviews are so great for helping podcasts get found by other people. And this will help other moms just like you to find this podcast and make a difference in their day-to-day lives. So Andrea, how did you get started on this journey as a baby sleep consultant? Yeah, so um, I was at home with my baby and I I am not a, you know, I'm not a calm person. <laughs> I don't know how to sit still. And so I was really, really bored. I was missing because I had just stopped working as a teacher. I was missing that. I was missing people. And I also just was not sleeping. And so I was like, hey, what can I do? And so I looked on Facebook. I was like, you can hire a sleep consultant. And all I could find was like $800 to help you. And I was like, hey, well, I don't have that kind of money. Someone else can do it. I can do it. And so I was like, guys, I'm going to be a baby sleep consultant. And my whole family was like, what the heck is that? (laughs) And my mom was like, Andrea, you keep starting stuff and not finishing it. But like, if you want to do it, go for it. And the only one who really believed in me was my dad because he like gave me money to get certified. And then I just like learned everything I could finally got my baby sleeping. And then I just was like, Hey, I could help other moms. Like, let me just kind of do it as a hobby. I reached out to moms. Hey, does anyone want sleep help? And obviously a hundred people said, yes. I was really good at it and I was helping them and they gave me like awesome reviews. They were like, you changed my life. Like, Oh my gosh, I could really do something with it. But it was kind of just like on the background, like a hobby for a while. And then I was just getting really bored. I was like complaining to my friend how I don't have anything for myself, how like all I have is this dumb hobby of (laughs) baby sleep. And she was like, Andrea, no, like harbor it in, go for it, do it 100%. And I was like, no, I don't like it. She's like, do it. (laughs) God, ask God what he's asking of you to do. And I said, okay, fine. And so I just full on went into it and started growing on Instagram. And then it just blew up. And it's been our business ever since. Joe quit his job a couple of years ago and he runs all the hard stuff. I do all the fun stuff. Well, and, and look at how home. many, you know, families you've helped. Like what an amazing mission. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the hard part. I was like, I just want to be teaching in a classroom. 
I want to like change lives. And, you know, every single day I get emails, you changed my life, you saved my marriage, you saved my me from anxiety. So it is very, very rewarding to do it, even if it's not like in my perfect world, I didn't think I would be a baby sleep consultant. That still kind of sounds dumb to me. <laughs> right. Now you have, is it three kids? I do have three kids, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. How is how has your approach, you know, grown and changed from one kid to the next? That's an awesome question because it's changed so much. When uh, before I had kids, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to do cry it out because babies they're fine. My whole family is like, let them cry. That strengthens their lungs. And then as soon as he was born, I was like, nope, nope, I can't do that. <laughs> My heart cannot take this crying. And then after I studied first taking the, the certification, it was like, you do this, this, and this, and you sleep train this way. And then they sleep all night. And so I was like, okay, okay. So it's black and white. There's a textbook. I can, I know what to do. But then as you do it yourself, you realize it's not, it's not always that way. There are some unicorn babies and I've met a lot of them throughout my years that just, you know, you just tell them the right schedule and they fall asleep and they never have issues. My kids are not. <laughs> those babies. And so, one of my four is a unicorn oh, baby well, and he was number two. So I was like, oh, we have figured this out. <laughs> right. You feel like, oh, okay, now I know what I'm doing. And the third one comes in. You're like, no, I don't. Uh, but it's helped me so much because my second one was extremely low sleep needs baby. Um and that helped me realize that some babies need a lot less sleep than others. And so I've been able to help families like that. Um, but yeah, every single baby has new issues. My baby, my third baby, my baby girl had a horrible gut issue for like seven months. We just did not sleep. We couldn't figure it out. But something in me kept telling me, don't just sleep train. Don't just do cry it out. There is something wrong. Because I knew she had the right schedule. I knew I was following her wake windows. You know, I knew her sleep and it wasn't working. So I knew something else was wrong. So, um, you know, I dug into the world of gut biome and things I never thought about. And we finally figured it out. Um, and even now, like she got sick last month. And instead of sleep training it, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sleep with her because, you know, that's what she needs right now. She's a cuddly, cuddly little baby. She's obsessed with me and I'm obsessed with her. Um, and where with my first, I was like, no, never ever sleep with a baby or a toddler because then you're going to be stuck with them forever. And they're never going to go back to the, you know, now I'm more like, okay, what does baby need right now? And what do I need right now? Maybe I, I couldn't handle, you know, sleeping with my 18 month old, 19 month old, but right now I can. So I'm going to do that. Right. So it's changed my vision a lot of what it means to parent kind of like, you know, learn the facts, learn the basics but then be flexible with each kid, with each baby. And so that's what I'm able to do with consults as well. You know, moms come to me and they're so stressed out. They're like, I saw on this Instagram that if I hold him when he's sick, he's, he's always going to be when he held or someone else. Like I saw on this Instagram that if I sleep train them, they're going to have resentment towards me. And so I just kind of like reel them back in and I'm like, no, no, no. Okay. What do you want? In your ideal house, what would be happening? And so a lot of times they're like, well, you know, I would hold them to sleep. So I'm like, let's do it. You know, let's think about the science of it. How is it? How is this going to look like in three months? But then let's just focus on today and next week and the next. And let's just go one step at a time. Um, and so I that's been that. really rewarding, kind of not just understanding babies, but also people and that people just want to be heard and that people need to be validated. And I can do that for them. I mean, you're so right. And there isn't really, you know, a formula for all these unique families. You have mm. to. Um, you have to customize with each kid and each family's needs. It's absolutely wonderful. For sure. Um, I feel like so many uh, parents, they feel this immense pressure, like it's their parenting report card if their baby sleeps through the night. Have you noticed this? 
Yes, I have. Um, you know, and then there's that gut feeling inside, like if, you, if your baby's not sleeping through the night, you're failing. Um, and it's, and it sucks because there's nothing to do with you. I mean, obviously, if you're letting your baby get overtired and you're not following any kind of rhythms and not listening to your baby's cues, then yeah, you should feel a little, you know, maybe pay attention to your kid. Uh, but that's not usually the case, right? Usually the case is that you haven't figured out exactly why your baby's not sleeping. And so there's nothing wrong with you if your baby's not sleeping yet. Maybe you just haven't had, you know, the right key and you just haven't found the right key. And finding the right key can take weeks or months. And then turning it the right way after you know how it's done can take weeks or months. Like I see a lot of babies who wake up early, right? Mom's like, my baby's waking up at 4 a.m. What can I do? And so I have to explain to them, well, okay, sleep is hard because even if you're doing, if you fix it, you still have to wait a couple of days or weeks for it to, for them to stop waking up early because our, the way our bodies work, we get in these rhythms. And so if baby's used to falling asleep at four, even if you fix the problem, it's going to take a while for the body to get used to sleeping in later. I just kind of went in circles around that. Um, but basically, yeah, I run into a lot of people that that have these unrealistic standards and unrealistic ideas that that means they're a good or bad parent. What is, you know, really realistic? Like how much variation is there in terms of when a baby is ready to, you know, get on a good sleep routine and sleep through the night? What do you, you know, see? It's just, it's just insane how much variation there is. Mostly, I mean, first, because there's other issues, there other issues right? If your baby has colic symptoms because of something that they got reflux, they got eczema, they have, you know, trauma from birth. There can be so many things that affect just to start off. Now let's talk about a baby that has none of that. There's still so much that comes into it. Are they more snuggly? Like my second is a snuggle bug and he wanted to be snuggle the first two months of his life. My first, he still doesn't like to snuggle as a five-year-old. He's never been a cuddly baby and he never wanted to be held to sleep, right? So just temperament and personality comes in so much to play then also comes into play, like how much sleep do they need? There is not a lot of research. And that's actually prompted me to want to go into research um, on like sleep needs. There's only like two big research researches that people usually cite, but it's got huge variation. There's some six month olds, for example, that'll only need 10 hours of sleep. And then six, some six month olds that need 16 hours of sleep. That, that's that like total for a day or yeah, for a night? Hours. Oh, wow. 10 hours. months for a six month old. 10 hours. Yeah. Um, sorry, 10 and, hours. And those are extremes, obviously, right? You're right. Not, you're but still it's, it's a but possibility. It's a huge range. Yeah. Like um, my sister has a really big sleeper. My older sister, her baby was sleeping like 16 hours at four months and my four month baby was sleeping 12 hours. Right. And so that's so huge. It's so hugely different. And if you can't get the schedule right, because it's hard when it's a low sleep needs baby, because it doesn't fit in 24 hours, they're just not going to sleep through the night, right? They're going to be overtired. There's going to be something wrong. So I have no metric to tell a parent, okay, yeah, by two weeks, you should be sleeping this much. It's just more of, all right, let's optimize baby sleep and let's optimize your sleep and your priorities. And that's, that's the only thing we're looking for. Are you happy with where you're at? That's what we're going to stop. Right. And what about, you know, after a baby's already been sleeping through the night and then, you know, maybe faces a regression, what kind of, you know, mindset would you suggest that parents have in regard to that? Yeah. So it's really hard, especially if you've always had a good sleeper and then all of a sudden you don't. Um, I have a lot of clients that are like a lot of moms. I see them like they've always been a good sleeper. Last night they didn't sleep. I need help, you know, because you panic all of a sudden. And we forget that kids are just 
I, I say like, we're not on a train track, we're on a roller coaster. And you're going to see that as they get older with behavior, with nutrition, with personality, with, you know, their curiosity, it's going to peak and it's going to go, what's, what's the opposite of peak? <laughs> uh, yeah, dip, decline, dip. Peak and dip and, <laughs> and loop to do, and they're going to scream about it and you're going to scream about it. And so just remembering that life is a roller coaster and not a train track helps a lot because sleep isn't just, you know, kind of like drinking water. It's not something you're always going to have the exact same. Well, I guess drinking water is not the exact same either. I can't think of a metaphor of good for that. I mean, I think that's true for adults too. We have, you know, bad nights and things, even knowing how to sleep. Right. And the most, I think the one that people most um, can, uh, can relate to is like, think of how you felt on the first day of school as a kid. Mm. You probably couldn't sleep or you woke up too early. That kind of stuff. That kind of stuff is happening to babies. Oh my gosh, I am walking. I am going to start walking. My legs won't stop moving. Like, I don't think I could sleep if all of a sudden I gained this huge new gross motor scale, right? And so one thing that helps is putting yourself in their feet, literally, (laughs) in their shoes. If they don't have shoes, just feet or jammies. Um, Realizing they're little humans and they're going to go through a lot. And so sometimes also knowing kind of like, okay, regressions can be because they're learning something new or because they're sick or because they have teething issues or because they need a new schedule. Just kind of knowing why regressions can happen can also help you kind of figure it out. Because sometimes like all you need to do is cut the nap a little bit or shift the schedule and then they go back to sleep. But sometimes it's a couple of weeks to six weeks of lots of wake-ups because they're learning a lot, you know, language or separation anxiety. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I I love that, you know, one of the things I feel like you do that I haven't seen a lot of people think about is getting to that root cause and really being sensitive to, you know, those those transitions and those phases. Um, Now, I think this is probably one of the biggest questions most people have about baby sleep. There's this, I feel like this false dichotomy between cry it out and not sleeping. And so many parents don't want to do cry it out, but they don't know what to do instead. And are there ways to sleep train a baby without crying? Yes and no. Um, I have a lot of people that, for example, tell me, I, I used your course and I was so ready to sleep train and I never had to because I just followed your tips and everything and we've never had to leave them to cry. They just fall asleep. And so I do want to say it is possible in many cases to set up the perfect environment. And if your kid's personality is right and the timing is right, they'll just go to sleep with absolutely no crying. Now that is never going to be an expectation or my touting. I'm never going to tell people, get my course, you'll be able to sleep during without crying because crying is just part of a baby's communication skill. You know, that's how they tell you, Hey, no, I want to be back with you. I don't want to go to sleep. You know, a a seven-year-old might tell you they don't want to go to bed, but they can talk. So no, I would never have the expectation of having absolutely zero crying. Now, what I can promise you, for example, with my course or with a consult with me is that we can find a way where they're never actually crying by themselves. Right. You know, where you're they're not like abandoned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not leaving, you know, closing the door for 12 hours and come back in the next morning. Um, yes, it's possible. Um, cried out does not have to be the way you do it. Now, sometimes I do meet a baby who's just like really stubborn, loves to scream because that's how they communicate. And so for those babies, you might have to leave them to cry for a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean, two, three minutes, you give them space, you come back. But the thing is, you don't have to do anything you don't feel comfortable with. 
you have to follow your gut. You got to get to know your kid, get to know their cries and screams. So you're right. There's, there's such a difference between like fussing and, um, you know, really feeling rejected and alone mm-hmm. and scared versus I don't really want to be in here, mom. Can't you pick me up? Right. Right. Like just, just nurse me again. Like, well, I can't because I am right. really drained and I have other kids. You know, I think that's something we need We need to prioritize. How are you feeling? Obviously the obvious example of put your mask on before the kids, but moms, you know, I meet moms that weren't going to the bathroom because they didn't want to put their oh, baby yeah. down because they felt like a horrible mom if their baby cried. Yeah. So I was, to- I was one of those with my first before I learned basics of handling right. life. Right. And it's hard when it's your first one because you have nothing else. So you feel guilty. Like, why would I not prioritize this one little creature who needs me? But as you have more kids, you're like, no, they need a mom. They don't need a mop. And so it gets a little easier to prioritize yourself well, or harder. I don't know. Right. Do you have any um, tips for sleep deprived parents to meet their own need for rest? You know, when the sleep at night isn't happening. Right. Well, coffee. Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was never a coffee drinker till I became a mom. Um, now I'm obsessed. No, but also just kind of understanding what happens to you when you're sleep deprived. There's a whole science to it. Your brain is at a deficit. Your prefrontal cortex, which makes the executive decisions is not working fully. Your amygdala, which controls your emotions is not working fully. Your hippocampus, which is, you know, where memories are stored is also not working fully. So giving yourself grace being like, I'm not going to remember much. I'm not going to be able to make good decisions and I'm going to lose my emotions during yourself and being, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent and I'm going to give myself grace, but also find time for myself, find help. And then also your body's going to be asking for quick energy. It's going to be asking for, you know, carbohydrates and junk food because you need to keep up. But if you listen to that, you're going to crash. So make sure your nutrition is on point. You're having good fibers, good proteins, good fats so that you can power through um, the day, which is not always easy because you're exhausted. You just want to, you know, eat a donut, but that's probably the worst thing you could do. And you're just feeding into this machine. Right. Probably makes you feel worse in the long run when you start trying to get energy from junk food. Yeah. Yeah. And it's what your body asks for because it's the easiest. Uh, your body's a little sneaky guy. Um, but also try to get outside because outside air helps. And then also just, you know, lay on the floor and play as many games as you can and try to sneak snaps and snaps in but i think the main main um advice would be just to know that this is a face it's a sucky face sometimes but it's gonna end and you're gonna look back on it and laugh joe and i were laughing the other night because a few months ago i don't even know how long ago my one-year-old had her gut issues so she was up every hour or two but my three-year-old had something we couldn't figure out what it was and joe literally fell asleep outside his door just no pillow no blanket just on the floor. Oh. And slept there all night. And by all night, I mean three hours. It's funny months later, you know, if you let it be. I like the quote, um, uh, what is it? Comedy is tragedy plus time. And so I think about that a lot. Right now, we're just at tragedy. One day we'll have the time and laugh at it. It's so true. It's a really good perspective. You, I mean, there's always things like that. Remember that time that my kid dumped 25 pounds of flour all over the kitchen? Right? Felt bad in the moment felt great three years later when it was a good story it's i know it, you just create fun stories and that's what that's what babies and kids are for i feel like <laughs> no, it's, just wanted to give you a little bit of time too to talk about your programs i know you offer consulting but um what, what else do you do sure yeah thank you um 
So my main, main thing I want people to know that I have is my course because it, I put a lot of time and effort into it and I keep updating it every time, every chance I get. Um, it's, I used to do one-on-one where I would like work with a mom for a week. They would give me, they would fill out a survey. I would create a plan and then they would implement it. And then I ran out of, of bandwidth. I was dealing with too many moms and turning too many people away. And so I used all my knowledge and put it into, I created an algorithm to where you can go buy a course, fill in a survey and all my knowledge is in there, kind of like AI and it creates a course for you. And it's oh, customized for those answers and you go into that. Uh, but now that course is up there and it's like me there. And so, you know, I write in a voice where we're just talking like friends. It's not just like do this and do that. I'm there telling you, you know, I know you're tired. You know, I know you're you're, you're anxious. You know, I, I listen to you. <laughs> it's it's Robot Andre. It's pretty cool. Um, and that helps. And that's usually all that people need to get. I'm a really terrible salesman. And so, you know, I have a lot of other eBooks, a lot of consultation options. I have t- three consultants that can take your consults but honestly i think that's the one thing you need to get especially if your budget it's budget friendly um and then also my priority i you know as as i said i was a stay-at-home mom and my husband was a teacher we didn't have a lot of money and so our priority is to be affordable to anybody who needs it so anybody who needs sleep can just reach out at always and say hey i need a discount and if i give you a discount you say oh no that, that doesn't work then i'll give you a bigger discount because sleep is sleep is what you need in life to be successful and be happy and just have a good family um so that's always going to be a priority now do you have a particular way people could contact you if they needed to do that that you'd prefer yeah. So Instagram, um, baby sleep answers, just DM me and you don't have to feel shame because everyone's in a different journey of their life and just say, Hey, I need a discount. You don't even have to say hi. <laughs> People are not very kind sometimes, but I don't care when you're sleep deprived, you get all these passes. Um, yeah, just ask for a discount. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your wealth of knowledge. And I just, I hope that all the moms out there listening to this who are completely sleep deprived have found a little bit of hope and help here. Awesome. No, I'm so glad that you had me on on here. I, I love talking, as you can probably tell, I just go on circles and circles. Um, and I appreciate you. Thanks for having this podcast. It's, it's a wealth of joy for people. <laughs>